0: This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast about growing up and being a grown up, about getting grounded and staying grounded. Join us, two women, a mother and a daughter, who talk about everything. In today's episode, Trisha and Kate have a conversation about several different things, starting where we didn't plan and ending up in a whole other place. So I'm talking to my coach about adding some spirituality into my life, which I told you already. Yes. And And um, so we just, she was just like, well, you know, think about what you want them to look like, blah blah blah. So we were talking about that, and the week before, I'm, I sort of like had this heart hitting thing, like I was actually scared to kind of explore other um, avenues of spirituality because of. The way the church makes you so afraid of like that and like how mm-hmm. it could be Satan or whatever, um, yeah. And so I, I I tried dealing with that last week. Well, and then this week, um, I just kind of had this whole thing of not just the idea that there's no room for personally personalization and how you develop a relationship with whatever being you wonder with a higher power or however you want to verbalize it like in uh organized religion it's very much this is this is how you do it and any other way is like asking for trouble basically
1: Mm -hmm.
0: also just like that the way it deals with worthiness like like you're always told, oh, you're, you know, there's this. You have this divine nature. You need to know and understand that divine nature. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then it's like there's the flip side of that where it's like you're not good enough. Like I understand on some level in especially in a Christianity religion, like if you believe in Christ and Christ died for you, the idea that you could never really fully repay that, the sacrifice mm-hmm. that He made um, that, you know, that makes logical sense. It's just like the extension of that is that you're undeserving. Like there's a level of like, you're undeserving of good things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm fairly self-confident and I'm a big believer in like, empower. you know, like I feel that I, uh, feel like I am deserving and I have gratitude and that I mm-hmm. am enough. But yet, like when you really break it down, like there is some gaps there where I feel like Guilty about having certain things or the life that I have, like maybe I am undeserving. Hmm. It it was just really interesting. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, well, so do you do you understand or feel that part of how organized religion can make you feel like you're not enough or like that there's something lacking?
1: I mean, I do understand understand it, but I never felt that. Hmm. I'm kind of coming to the realization that the church and leaving the church experience is, I mean, similar, but very different for me and you because it was a part of my youth versus you were an adult member. So the role that it played in your life and my life was very different. And the messages you were getting were also very different.
0: Yeah. I don't know how much of that's personality or, uh,
1: or what, I either. mean, every the thing the thing is, when you are 16 to 18 in the Mormon church, everything just came back to like being chased. Everything, everything. That's just what it came back to. Make friends, but not too good friends. So, like, you know, you were learning all these things and having messages that I was not a part of. Maybe by the time I was getting those messages, I was already pretty mentally dipped out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, and I think it's interesting to think about, I said interesting again, I can't help myself. Uh, my personality has that aspect where I have that edge of thinking, you know, that I am worthy and I am deserving of things. So mm-hmm. it's a constant battle. But just think if you were already didn't, because of whatever your experience was, Younger, like you were already feeling as though you weren't enough
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then compound that with the this somewhat underlying message of I don't know it seems like a lot of times the message is if you're not living a certain way, then as you're especially unworthy of good things
1: i mean that that is definitely true like I can relate to that sort of feeling because I know like when I stopped paying tithing um I was like I'm never going to have financial gain like in my life it's that's never going to happen for me and if it does then I didn't deserve it
0: well yeah I mean and even like there was a lot of anxiety at the beginning of when we stopped going to church like well what if dad gets laid off now what if he loses his job what if my health something happens with my health like even even if it would have happened anyways like would i in my head be so in my head and just feel like it's all because i'm not going to church like Mm -hmm. i was like really that was another aspect of things that were running through my head because it's so those lessons are so ingrained Mm -hmm. for sure
1: Yeah, but But I empathize with that.
0: But, like, my coach was just like, you know, just like, since I've known you for this last year, like, you've worked hard for so many things, and you're 100% deserving. She's like, I want you to say that. And I totally started crying. It's so weird to feel like, because I don't think, like, that doesn't seem like a trigger for me. Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. know if trigger is the right word, but it doesn't seem like something that would... Be an emotional thing for me to think about. And yet, when you delve deep in it, I was really feeling awkward about that and feeling unworthy of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Like,
0: unworthy of the praise, unworthy of yeah. feeling guilty about having a good life. I mean, that's kind of what prompted me to think about doing CASAs because I feel like I want to give back. Sure. And be able to do something. But yet, at the same time, feeling guilty in a way of acknowledging that. Like, that whole scenario, because this happened in CASA when we, we first started our training class, Like, and mm-hmm. they ask you to, like, introduce yourself, everyone dreads this, and to... Not everyone, but okay. Yeah, well, sort of. Yeah, okay. I guess you wouldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like to talk about myself.
0: That's so funny. I feel like, I don't mind it, but I can see how, like, sometimes you're like, I hate being put on the spot, depending on what, like, random scenario the teacher comes up with. Yeah for what you're going to talk about or share. Mm-hmm. But anyways, in this instance, it was like, why are you doing CASA? Like, why are you participating in this program? And the reality is the reason I'm doing this is because I feel like I wanted to give back and I feel like I have a pretty privileged life. And there's a part of me that wants to be able to give back to my community. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. But yet, I felt embarrassed. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was really a interesting, interesting uh, session with my coach this week. Just really realizing mm-hmm. how these like certain lessons are just so ingrained in me, and mm-hmm. create like this conundrum.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a lot of um, a lot of unlearning to do, both consciously and con. both unconsciously and consciously, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I think I was just taken aback by how unconsciously I I had that. Because if, you know, like if I'm talking to you or I was talking to anyone else, I'd be like, of course you're worthy. Like, of course I'm worthy of good things. We're all worthy of good things, especially if we work for them. Like that would be, but there's still that part of whatever that made me feel like, Lacking in humility, one, to admit it, and two, that maybe I'm not really deserving and it's all going to fall apart and it's all just a big charade. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I think that was part of it, too. Like the humility thing that is so ingrained in you. Like Mm -hmm. where I guess there's a really fine line between having humility, but also acknowledging the things that you have, the privilege that you have. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It was it was a lot to think about. You know.
1: Mhm.
0: So yeah, there was that. Uh, Pretty heavy. I wrote down um that a lot of times, you know the that I think what did I do to deserve this as opposed to thinking I've worked hard for and did I deserve this like there's a whole mm-hmm. that's two different mindsets
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know it was a lot and still I was kind of shook afterwards <laughs> I think too because I just so. really started crying like I and I wasn't feeling you know because sometimes I cry and I feel like okay I've got a lot going on or I'm hormonal and I do have a lot going on mm-hmm. but I didn't it, like, totally took me out by surprise that I yeah. just, like, was emotional. Like, just talking about that, like, mm-hmm. made me feel so emotional.
1: I mean, it sounds like she's earning her paycheck, you know?
0: <laughs> but, yeah, now I'm hooked. Like, she's, it's like therapy and coaching. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I I don't know how I would ever stop.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it sounds like something that I need to do to deal with my quarter life crisis here. <laughs>
0: I can't recommend it enough, and I, I assume that it's just lucky that I found someone that I have meshed so well with, but, um,
1: because, because same, you know. The same could be said for having a therapist, too, It's
0: though. 100%. Like, I've had bad therapists, and I've had really good therapists, and I've been witness to bad therapists and really good therapists. I mean, not, mm-hmm. I guess not bad. That's wrong. Like, ones where certain things don't click. Yeah. And maybe bad. <laughs> I mean, and, they do
1: exist.
0: Oh, they do. My my sister said she had a friend that went <laughs> to therapy. This is totally just a funny story about going to therapy. And uh, was marriage counseling or she was trying to work through her marriage, something like that. And mm-hmm. the therapist told her that her husband was never going to change and was basically a jerk, basically. And the lady <laughs> was totally offended and like defended her husband who obviously mm-hmm. there was a problem cause they were in therapy. I mean like, so like, I think that was the story. Like the years later, she's like, yeah, she was totally right. But like when she said it to me, I was so mad and I defended him.
1: <laughs> mm. Wasn't ready to hear it. What not ready to hear it, but, or the delivery could have been lacking too. It is possible. But like, do you think,
0: I wonder how often therapists encounter that, like you're in counseling, so they just want to give you a a magic. People think they're going to get like this magic thing of here's how you two are going to make it work, as opposed to it's never going to work, like he's not going to change and you need to get Mm -hmm. out to save yourself or whatever. I don't know.
1: I wonder at what point you call it. Like, at what point do you say it's never going to happen? I don't know. That just seems that's not how I live my life. Like, I never think I never think n- people can't change ever. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's I really like, them getting says to says the one.
0: girl who's like cut toxic
1: people out of your life. I mean, like that's part of the acknowledgement. Oh, they have the ability to change for sure, but that doesn't mean that you have to be there with them while they figure it out. Uh, that's true, but I think some people
0: are so adverse to change that it it would be extremely difficult.
1: I I mean I agree, but I I would never say. Impossible, right? Yeah, I do think that sometimes leaving someone can spur them to change. That can be like the final straw that pushes them to that point. It might be what they need for their growth. Well, and I think that's a big fallacy
0: that women, especially, tell themselves. Well, if I walk away, he's going to change, and then he'll want me back, or then we can work it out. Like, and I only say that from personal experience because I remember like thinking. You know he'll know what he's missing out on, and he'll mm-hmm. in really bad relationships where they didn't really care; they just kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know, but I I think sometimes that's a, another trick we tell ourselves about trying to stay well, in I a mean, bad sometimes, relationship.
1: Sometimes you need to tell yourself that to give yourself the courage to leave, though. Oh, I think. Well, yeah, I'm not knocking it. I just
0: think that. It's,
1: well, I mean, it, we have, uh, how many movies would back up that line of thinking? Come on Oh, now. 100%. <laughs> <sighs> well, there, yeah, I mean, there is definitely
0: a, a little bit to that as far as some men only, I mean, and maybe there's a study on this, but some men only want what they think they can't have. So as soon as you show some independence or some men or some people, I guess it's not just men. uh, That was totally sexist, but some people just want that control umbrella. Like they want to be able to control you. And as soon as they feel like they're losing control, they'll do anything to get that grip back, including Mm -hmm. saying that they're going to change and be different.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all true. Mm -hmm.
1: There's all kinds of people out there in this world, man. They're liars.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of traits that are very similar to, like, we're a lot alike and we're a lot, not you and I, but, like, it, with other human beings, you know, there's a lot to be shared as well as differences. Yeah. There True. are some cal- commonalities because that's how we get stereotypes.
1: Um, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's accurate. Um, We should rewind a little bit, though, because, yes. hey, God- you were supposed to elaborate on, like, your CASA stuff for the podcast and never really did.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, yeah, I just finished
0: training to become a court-appointed special advocate, which is a CASA,
1: the acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that we did this. Are you sure we no, did? No, you – you yeah, in the year episode, you mentioned it, but oh. we said we'll have to elaborate when we have more time. Oh, Okay. And what that means is I will be working
0: as a volunteer and I will be working with a foster child while they are in the, the system. And I will be spending time with them, getting to know them, uh, basically be given the task of being their one constant thing in their lives while they deal with various social workers, possibly changing different foster families or group homes. And I will – what ACASA does is work with the foster child and kind of representing them in the court system as well. So if they need certain things, then I'm the one to work with the social worker and let the judge know that these are the things that they need.
1: So so no pressure then. It's not a big deal. Super easy. Um, Yeah, I mean, it is (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> it is a weight but it's also the one constant thing in their lives as they go through these changes I mean yeah that's heavy stuff
0: yeah I mean because there's no guarantee that they're going to stay in the same foster home That it's not it's not always the case that you'll be the only one constant thing but I will be or the cost of volunteers are the only thing that are strictly for them like mm-hmm. especially as a representative in the court system so yeah Um. Like if they're having trouble in school, you try to work and get them a, a tutor, even so much, some, some causes take over and do IEPs, which are an education plan for, uh, kids who need it or having difficulties or, Mm -hmm. uh, if they want to see their siblings, say their siblings are in a a separate foster home and they don't get to see them Mm -hmm. as much as they want, then that would be something I would put in a report and try to push for. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I haven't started yet. I'm waiting for my court order to get the information for my kiddo that I want. And to I'm not me. allowed to know about it, right? Right. You can't. Um, they aren't in order for confidentiality. They, I can't really talk about any details. Like I could give basics. Like I could say mm-hmm. male or female, age, range kind of things and maybe I could say like things that we do together but I can't say they're in the foster system because of this and here's where they live in case say, you have totally. a relative or somebody that knew them like mm-hmm. that could just really create havoc mm-hmm. uh, it's just crazy to think about yeah so they can't meet dad they can't come home um, if they're not afraid of dogs they can meet Max
1: I can bring Max on oh okay uh, that's good
0: <laughs> uh, things
1: and uh yeah, that's we should that's... really post a picture of Max on our Instagram because he's really stinking cute. He is very cute. Yeah, we should. Uh he's pretty Maybe awesome. Maybe I'll do that for this episode.
0: Okay. I have some good pictures. There's this company called Ink Inco- Inkopolis. And they have like uh, their whole thing is they share sell like bags and t shirts with sketches of dogs. And every uh-huh. month they have a thing where you can submit a picture and they'll do a bag and a t-shirt for you of your dog
1: Mm -hmm. like for
0: free like it's a contest yeah Oh wow! so you you post a picture uh of your animal and then they pick someone and I'm just like hot and heavy to win that
1: hot and heavy is not the right expression for what you just described Um, that was unnecessarily (laughs) sexual like you're (laughs) corny for this to happen thinking about it turns you on
0: cool okay well That must be one of those things that has gotten um, changed over time. In the olden days, you could Mm. say you were hot and heavy, but it's like you're rearing to go, like, you're ready for this to happen, not... um. All I'm hearing are sexual terms. (laughs) (laughs) I heard something, oh, there was, like, this BuzzFeed thing about words you don't like, and it would tell you how old you were, and it was words... (laughs) like moist is one of them and uh I can't remember pus was one there were just like random words and I thought it was so funny because I was like like I was like I have no reaction to this word at all like what do people think this means now like I was totally <laughs> analyzing it by the way I thought I was 30 uh so. Look at you, hip <laughs> young thing. That's because I had no reaction. Half the words, I'm like, I don't, I don't have any feelings about this word.
1: Yeah, there aren't very many words that like make me feel weird.
0: I don't understand the whole thing of hating the word moist. Maybe one of our listeners can explain I this don't to me. Either. But yeah, like, I mean, I like certain. I like moist bread. Who wants dry bread? Like, what would you call I, it? I if you not to describe gonna...
1: my dessert as moist. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what is wrong with something being moist? Like, why does that gross people out? I don't get it. Like, it's it's an actual adjective. It can have multiple meanings. It doesn't have to, like, you don't have to associate it with whatever you're associating with I don't think
1: it's the association. It. I think it's, like, the sound of the word, bum.
0: Oh, no. It's what people are thinking of when you say the word
1: moist. I don't think that that's true. Well, we're going to have to find out someone is going to have to email us. Let's create a poll on Twitter. You can create polls on Twitter. You,
0: yeah, you can. Do it. Well, I, I okay. <laughs> okay. For three
1: followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Me, we got to get you, more and Charlie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but won't it be like if if one of us answers, like people that follow us could see it? Yeah, I think I'm still I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to get up to speed with Twitter so that I can post
1: more. Ads. And BuzzFeed thinks you're 30. Well, then.
0: <laughs> it's just, I don't have time. Like, it's not like it's hard. I go on Twitter. I look at Twitter. But, I mean, I don't post a lot. And I definitely I don't, don't I do not I don't
1: tweet very much either. It's You I'll, just I mean, tweeted a couple things Stop. recently. Yeah, you retweeted a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, that's easy. It's just like I see something I like and I just press the button. Like, whatever. I don't have to think about it. But, like, tweeting my own thing, I tweeted some pictures of my trips because I looked All dressed up, and, you know, was right. doing my costumes and stuff. so I wanted to wanted to memorialize that, memorialize. Sure, is the right word. I don't think that's the right word. I think it is. no, maybe whatever. Not. i wanted I posted them everywhere because I was really excited about these costumes and things that came together that I worked on for months. Cool. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I just need I don't... to get to be more prolific at that, at that. I need to get yeah. rid of Facebook we'll and do that but yeah
1: I mean it's we'll not like there. I
0: have a lot going on or anything
1: no not at all <laughs> uh, I don't think so yeah I think you're pretty open and free oh there was just something
0: oh and for some reason oh I know why that made me think of J.K. Rowling this conversation because I'm listening to this book where... hilarious I know it's my whole train of thought, but I've been listening to her Robert Galbraith novels,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I guess now it's like common knowledge that that's J.K. Rowling, Rowling, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Rowling rolling. or is it Rowling? Okay, it's Rowling. I always, always want to say Rowling because of the W, but I guess well, it's like row, row, row your boat, rolling. Yeah. Okay, I got to get that through my head so I don't say Rowling again. I'll just slap you every time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. and it's funny that she had all this drama this week about Harry Potter
1: Kate Ugh. I've <laughs> given up on her as a human being no I think it's I don't want to get in trouble for, it's for I don't want to have this conversation I don't think it's a good idea All right. I think we're going to disagree pretty heatedly and a lot of our <laughs> yeah. listeners are LGBT and we don't really get to make the decisions for what bothers them you know 100% and I wasn't
0: I, I just think I get all the complaints but I also think she's just going into it so naively with someone who the problem is she acts like she knows or understands exactly what she's talking about and then she says stuff and it's like yeah you just put your foot in your mouth again like if you just didn't try to act like the authority on it then it wouldn't be as bad but I don't know whatever
1: I think that, um, she should just stick to random trivia. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's just stick with, there was this cool beast that I didn't get to include in the books, but I've always thought about this. Like, cool. No one can be upset about that. Awesome. You fleshed out this whole world and we never even got to see the whole thing. That's so cool. Please don't talk to me about your fake ass gate representation. Well,
0: I I think in her, I I mean, obviously, in her mind, she
1: has a justification for whatever. Of course, we all have justifications for everything. I I have no problem with Dumbledore being gay and it not really being talked about. Like, I don't have an issue with that because Harry as a character, I mean, that was part of his story was that he was so involved in what was going on with him that he didn't, he was oblivious to everything going on around him. Like he was oblivious to his friends and he was definitely oblivious to Dumbledore. And he has that moment in the seventh book, I think when he realizes, or maybe it's the sixth book when he, um, thinks to himself, like, did I even know this guy? Like how, how did I never ask him these questions? It's the sixth book. Now that I'm thinking about it, so I mean that was definitely part of his like part of who he was as a character so I, I get why Dumbledore being gay wasn't really talked about like cool whatever but don't like when you're in hot water don't like pull it out like but look at all this representation that I had well you didn't really though you didn't really though I don't think you can use that as like a token
0: right I um... that's the point to me no, I know, and I. Uh, my only thing is, I. Total, I mean, I feel like the. If if it was me, that there is a possibility that I would find myself in the same flipping hot water because. Not because I don't take it seriously, but because of the the way you just naively say stuff. Without really thinking it through, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Not that I would have kidded myself into some of the things she's kidding herself into, but I feel like there is a possibility that I would naively say something like as a defense and then be like, just screwing myself up. I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah, you might get yourself in this situation, but you would listen to the feedback when it was being literally thrown in your face and then apologize. Yeah. She doesn't, to my knowledge, she don't live that way. And Uh, this isn't the first time either. Like this is, this is literally not the first time and it's been about the same topic. So like she should have learned. I
0: think a lot of people feel so much like they are, like they're so frustrated by it being an issue because it's misunderstood that they just feel like that's a justification for not listening. Do you know what I mean? Or not yeah. apologizing. Like, I know what I meant and I'm frustrated that I have to explain this. So I'm just not going to. Which Wasn't that is not the really... Kevin
1: Hart stuff in a nutshell? I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I could see how you could get into a situation like that and then feel like it's so frustrating that I have to explain to my, explain myself. I could see it, too. But when that is the
1: life you've signed up for... Exactly. Like, I get irritated at work when I have to explain myself over and over and over to my shift supervisors. But that's literally my job. So (laughs) I have to kind of swallow that frustration. It's my life being married. I I mean, that's how
0: marriage is, too. You just got to keep doing it. Because what's the alternative? Like... So. Anyways, I just... Uh, as a side note, I have greatly enjoyed her books. And as a matter of fact, I finished the first three and now there's one more. And I am like, cool. I really want to get it, but it's expensive and I have to wait. I mean, it's not expensive, but it's like, I don't want to spend money on an audiobook when I have so many that I haven't listened to yet.
1: Yeah. I um should have, I, I finished the, I finished you, the book's, the book, you, which I know you and I discussed, mm-hmm. um, after watching the show did, did binge the show with you as well. Um, I binged you with you <laughs> and, um, I put a hold on the book on my, um, my reading app. Um, like, I don't know, maybe like two or three months ago mm-hmm. when it's been so popular people are taking their sweet ass time with it. I just got it. And I'm like, do I even remember what happened at the end of the book? Like, what am I, I got to jump back into this, man. And that's funny. mind of the sociopath.
0: That's funny. I just downloaded the library app and the audio book that I want to listen to is on there, but I'm like 34th in line. I'm like, yeah, just forget it.
1: It goes so fast though, for most of them. Does it? Yeah this one is this one was abnormally weird I think because it was people were so like I think what happens with stuff like this is people put the first book and the second book on hold at the same time and then like try and get through them at the same time you know what I mean versus I put the first one on hold read the first one and then I'm now after that put the second one on hold I probably could have planned it better too but what's the name um, of the second one hidden bodies And it's the same guy. Yeah, it's about the same guy. I I was able to do a preview and read the first 75 pages or whatever they do. Like, you know, before you put it on hold, you can kind of read a sample to decide. Um, And already, like the first few, you know, it's like two chapters maybe that you get through. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's even he's gotten even crazier. And I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) What's going to happen next? I have to know. That's pretty funny. What app do you use? Libby, the library one. Yeah. Because I have a library card. But isn't that just your local library? Uh, I mean, no, it's all San Francisco Public Library, so I have basically everything I could ever need. But I think with Hoopla, it's, um, sorry, my voice is cracking. With Hoopla, it's
0: uh, libraries all over. If your library participates, my library doesn't, so I'm kind of screwed. My
1: library pushes Libby. Huh, that's interesting. And yeah, it's pretty great. I like it a lot. I did just buy a paper book though, when I was at, on one of my trips, when Mm. I was at Comic-Con, which I haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. So um,
0: you went to Emerald City Comic-Con, which is Comic-Con in Seattle, right? Yes. Like the third or fourth largest in the I was going to say, how does it rank? So which is the largest, San Diego?
1: Yes. And then New York. And then this one in Salt Lake kind of go back and forth for like... From what I understand, yeah. Sorry to my listeners if I'm maybe off a little bit or forgetting about somebody's city. But from what I understand, this one and Salt Lake are you know third and fourth kind of interchangeably depending on the year or whatever.
0: Okay, so when you
1: go to something like that, is it just totally overwhelming? Not like, for me. Are there people no.
0: everywhere? Yes.
1: Are there long, long lines for every single thing? Um not if you plan which I'm very good at. See, here's the thing. People who don't go to Disneyland all the time are overwhelmed by this. It's it's different because, you know, you and I did the 24-hour Disneyland event, Diamond Celebration. Oh my like, gosh, that was so fun. That was crazier than this was. But to be fair, from what my friend Miranda told me, shout out to Miranda, by the way, for being an excellent Comic-Con buddy and planner since she did most of the planning before we got there. Is Miranda um, a listener
0: to Grown Up and Grounded?
1: Um she will be. I was going to say only, we only just recently really she did to She gets conference. no we, shout we from, out if she's not we a listener. From, <laughs> we went from coworkers who liked to talk to like actual friends mm. only very recently and it's been oh, a very okay. nice transition. Well, just Anyways. think how
0: much fun she'd have listening to us banter about. Oh my things. gosh,
1: yeah, she would. She would for sure love to fall asleep to our podcast. And mm-hmm. that sounds like an insult, but she opens a lot, and she, her opening should start at three thirty in the morning. So well, that's just a world we're, I don't we're even want to get into. To take the mantle, if she needs help falling asleep, <laughs> I'll make sure she knows that she's uh, featured in an episode. She'll be very excited about it, but uh, or she won't at all. I don't. I don't really know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but regardless. Um, so she goes to San Diego every year. Um, and she said that San Diego is like compared to Emerald city. I mean, San Diego is your entire day is spent in one room or like in a line for one thing. Like you have to know what the hell you want and like fight for it basically. <laughs> yeah. See, Which that is doesn't just, even sound fun to me. I mean, it sounds fun to me. I know I could do it just fine. But I, I also had a ton of fun with Emerald City. I mean, like, I, I had all my tickets for my meet and greets and my pictures purchased ahead of time. So that wasn't something that I had to worry about. I just had to have my ticket on my phone. Um, They have an app. So you can, like, anything you're interested in, you just, like, add to your schedule. And then you can kind of, you know, pick and choose on the app without having to, like, without having to look at some sort of schedule while you're there and move around and figure something out. So that was... That was really nice. I ended up not going to any of the panels I wanted to go to other than the, what they call the spotlights, which is like the panels with the famous people where they're like talking about their stuff. I went to Gwendolyn Christie and Boy Meets World and both of them were just like so good. So good. One of these days I'm going to quit my job and just. travel. <laughs>
0: I think that's called retirement. Um, oh yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> um, I
0: have got to plan. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but, you know, my dad wants to ride his motorcycle across the country. Mm-hmm. He's hoping to do you it. I have not
1: talked about it on the podcast. Okay.
0: He was hoping to do it while Matt and Becca and his great-grandson Samuel, my grandson, are still in North Carolina. Uh, so that mm-hmm. way he has, like, an end destination and a point to this whole trip.
1: I think that you need to elaborate on this trip because it's not just riding his motorcycle across the country. there's some more things to it that make it extra crazy, and I think you need to elaborate. <laughs> that's true. So he also wants to camp while he's
0: doing this. so <laughs> he is going he has saddle bags. Um, I'm a little worried his bike's going to be too heavy for him to be perfectly honest. like if it were to fall over, I'm not sure he could pick it up. Uh, my dad. <laughs> I mean, because bikes are very heavy. My dad's very slight. um, And so it could be an issue, but he wants to camp while he's doing this and he wants to do like a lot of back roads. My dad loves riding back roads and uh, scenic routes. Scenic routes. Uh, So, yeah, so he's not going to
1: book a hotel. He plans to just. Ride and stop and sleep, ride and stop and sleep, ride and stop and sleep. So, by the time he gets to Mountain Beck, he's going to smell great. He's going to look and feel great. He's not going to be hungry at all. (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah, that's it. In order to
0: keep it light for the motorcycle, it's all free. He's going to pack, he's been practicing camping with freeze dried
1: food. Um, he has me get the Starbucks via coffees from work so that he can um, get used to drinking those. So that will be his coffee. Just add hot water.
0: Well, let's just clarify. My dad's 75 years old. So like, it's not just like, you know, he's a spry 50. That's just going to go out, hop on his motorcycle and ride across the country. I'm all for it. I would say if that's your dream and that's what makes you happy, go for it. However, I'm also very concerned. So there has been some talk about possibly taking Amtrak across the country And like at various destinations stopping and meeting and just so we can make sure that he's safe and he's totally. um,
1: Somebody needs to be aware of where he is because it's not like he's not the kind of shoot off a text every night to make sure everyone knows he's safe. Like he's not going to do that. Well, he's been looking at, they have these GPS systems that actually
0: you set it up and like I get a login, I can follow where he is. If he, if he stays still for too long, it would send me an alert. Like he Mm -hmm. could shut it off. Or like have times for meals and stuff, but like if, if he stays um and still for too long when he's supposed to be like say driving, like if he got in an accident and the motorcycle just stayed in one spot, then um uh-huh. it would send an alert. Uh it's a satellite GPS, so um I mean I guess they all are, but like it's not it's not dependent on having a, a signal, a cellular signal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And So you can monitor his location and he can send messages or like it can give you automatic updates like, yeah, he's, you know, he's here or whatever. Um, So that's what he's looking into. But then he's also like, I don't know if I want to spend that much money. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to.
1: Yeah, I mean, one way or another. But, like, just imagine that scenario, though. Like, we get an alert on our phone that he is in
0: the middle of Nebraska and (laughs) hasn't moved in
1: 48 hours. Like, oh. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you do in that situation. Just, well. You hop on a plane and then you
0: get a car and you go find him or you call 911. I, I think it has, like, an emergency button to call for services, too. But that's just assuming that you can get to it and call for service. He should get
1: a life alert <laughs> so that if something happens, you can just press a button.
0: Well, I mean, this is the equivalent of that, but it also keeps – it also notifies other people to where if he's incapacitated or if, say, the thing – like, just worst-case scenario, say you got in a car accident and your thing got shot off away from you and you couldn't get to it, then you can mm-hmm. – it would automatically be like, hey, this hasn't moved in so long and he's supposed to be on the road right now. Mm-hmm so that's his plan and we've talked about a couple different scenarios one is being the train but he's like yeah. I don't know if I want to stick to where the train goes <laughs> <laughs> but the I was trucker. thinking like one of like I could take the train out to North Carolina and then fly home and then one of my sisters could fly to North Carolina and take the train home mm-hmm. so that you know one of us is along the way the whole time
1: I didn't even think about him wanting to drive back. Like, I, I don't know why in my head he just arrived there and then. And then it's over. Sell the motorcycle and fly home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what he should do, right? Ride a motorcycle and he's going to sell. Sell it when he gets there and then fly home. (laughs) Yeah, he's got some great bikes. Did we have anything else we were going to talk about? We kind of even talked about stuff we weren't planning on talking about.
1: None of this
0: actually was what
1: we planned on discussing. <laughs> Literally none of this. We had a whole topic of conversation and uh, I guess that's going to be the next episode then because, wow, we just, I don't even think we did an intro, mom. I don't even we think didn't. we like said hi.
0: Because we weren't sure we were, I was going to share the story of my coach. and the
1: Yeah, we just kind of just started talking and never stopped. You know the funny thing is, Dad just thinks it's so funny
0: that I feel a need—I don't know—funny maybe isn't the word—but that I'm talking to my life coach about incorporating some sort of spirituality into. I'm like, don't you know? Like I, like I'm a pretty spiritual Why does he person. Think that's weird. I don't because he just thinks it's unnecessary. Like I decided not to go to church. Like so,
1: just let it go. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like your husband. <laughs> I mean, he was never, he he was the one that joined church late too, you know, so he, it. I feel like it was very different for him. I mean, he has the spiritual side too. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying it's different for him. Yes. That was never really, I think that it played a different role in his life. And I also think he made his peace with not going to church a long time ago because he was very in and out there for a really long time for a lot of other reasons
0: well and he does not he's not comfortable with the public
1: side of spirituality does that make sense Mm-hmm. which yeah, I, gosh, I think remember, is like, interesting do you too. remember all the times like oh man do you remember when he like had to give talks or like to like oh my gosh yeah him public speaking was always just okay <laughs> he's such a fun energetic guy and then like the day of it's like he's seen a ghost. He's so pale. He can't talk. Yeah. He's on lockdown. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just, it's like a whole different person. That's crazy. He's gotten a lot better about it now. I think like, like at Becca's wedding, he talked and was fine. I'm very nervous. No,
0: remember he's like, I'm not going to write anything down.
1: (laughs) And then he pulls out these notes.
0: No, remember, that was my dad. No, at Becca's oh, wedding, right. he just stood there and, like, he didn't really have anything to say because he didn't write anything down and he was nervous. And I was just like, yeah, you got to write
1: something down for Danae's wedding. Like, we're not doing that again. Yeah. I think, oh, that's, I mean, I think it ended up cute though because didn't he say, like, I wanted to speak from the heart and now
0: I'm nervous or something? I'm sure. He's always very cute and his nervousness. Everybody is cute. loves
1: him. Everybody just loves him. Just eats it up, man. I know just wild it's interesting do you know people
0: like that that like that everyone loves like aside from my dad dad. (laughs) besides dad (laughs) that I mean I I have one friend that I can remember we worked together and became good friends Oop! dad's yelling at the cat but um
1: (laughs) I can hear (laughs) him
0: I don't have the door shut because he was gone when we started but um you have a friend I have a friend that we worked together before we became really good friends, but, like, everyone loved her. Like, every, every people in every department, people that don't like anybody, like, it was just, like, everyone loved her. I don't think there's anyone that doesn't like her. I can't imagine that being a thing.
1: Some people, some people just have, like, that kind of energy. Yeah. I can think of, I can think of some people like that for sure. Um, but yeah, I can't relate to that feeling necessarily for myself. I wish I could, but.
0: Oh no. Yeah. I, I am acutely aware that I am not for everyone.
1: (laughs) That's a really good way of putting it.
0: If you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper, who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can 2, and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at DaveDepper.com. <laughs> I thought I honestly thought that we're so in sync you'd immediately know what I was talking about. I, was, I didn't plan on having to give an example. <laughs> I mean I'm sure Clearly I did a Google I'm pretty hard. good at Googles I did a Google I'm not dumb I'm pretty good at Googles <laughs> it's
1: in- You should really let me talk more during the episode Since you get the entire beginning <laughs> I didn't even talk about Disneyland I mean this is just a travesty
0: People don't give a crap About you at Disneyland Especially me